What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from, well, beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It's Tuesday. August the 8th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode uh, 902 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be they will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for a rousing edition of Zamet. Uh, no birthday game today, but uh, we will play Zamet. They'll be back tomorrow for the birthday game. As you know, with us being off and everything, uh, we have to pile some of those up. So uh, we've done that. We'll be back with the birthday game uh, tomorrow. But you'll get to hear uh, John and Jonathan uh, with a uh, new edition of uh, Zamet, which uh, is a lot of fun, man. I like playing that. Uh, listen, we've got a couple of great guests today, and it starts in less than 20 minutes when we're joined by our regular Tuesday guest. He's the news editor of the Carteret County News Times at CarolinaCoastOnline.com. He's also our NBA and hoops expert. It'll be Richard Clark. Uh, we've been, uh, messaging back and forth, but, uh, not talked to my boy in a while. We're going to get caught up with everything that's gone on in the basketball world with him. Uh, gosh, I guess it's been three weeks since we last talked to him. So, uh, really looking forward to talking to him. Uh, he's got some personal news himself too. I, it, it was all over Facebook and John Dawson wrote about it. So I'm not, uh, spoiling his news here, but uh, our good friend Richard Clark, lifelong uh, bachelor, he is engaged also. And you, you, if you listened to yesterday's show, and I hope you did, and a lot of you did, I got a lot of comments and a lot of people uh, getting up with me. Uh, you know that uh, Linda and I uh, got engaged uh, on our on our time off, and uh, guess what? Our boy Richard Clark has never been married, and he got engaged too on the same day on July 27th. So uh, very excited. We're going to talk to him about that. We may try to get Gwen on the line with us too if she's available. Uh, his uh, fiance is just exciting times, man. Very, very exciting times. But uh, like I said, Rich will be joining us here in, uh, in less than 20 minutes. Uh, and then in our second hour, we're going to be joined by our friend uh, Scott Scooter Rogers. Yes, he's the radio voice of ECU baseball. You know, we have him on uh, throughout the ECU baseball season to get us caught up on the Pirates and all that. But he's a he's a young man, but he's a young man that uh, hat, wears several hats too. And uh, he's also in charge of the Little League Softball World Series that is going on right now in Greenville. Uh, he's going to give us a breakdown of all that. Uh, it's going on, like I said, it's going on right now. I believe it started Sunday. Uh, I am uh, helping them out a little bit with some public address. I'll be doing that uh, tonight. In fact, I'm doing the 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock games tonight. And uh, so I'm very much looking forward to that and then uh, several more games before the uh, tournament is up. But he will give us all the details about that. 
thank God for the cough button. Uh, but he's going to be uh, giving us uh, updates on that. You know, we'll also, uh, since we'll have him here on the line, we'll uh, put a tidy little bow on the 2023 ECU baseball season. We'll preview uh, the 2024 campaign. In fact, fall ball should be starting pretty soon for the Pirates. Uh, man, want to talk? Maybe we'll talk a little Gavin Williams, who just had a great, great game last night for uh, the Cleveland Indians, uh, and uh, it just is playing great. I think uh, he threw a seven-inning one-hitter, struck out twelve, only walked one. So, uh, congratulations to him. Congratulations, Pirate Nation, man. Uh, just uh, a lot of great things happening there with uh, with these alumni from uh, ECU that are going on to play uh, pro ball. And uh, Gavin's just one of the biggest examples of that. Uh, I go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, just uh, talk about the elephant in the room right now. Uh, if you saw my Facebook post last night, uh, just to give you a heads up, man, uh, Linda and I were uh, dozing off uh, just, you know, well, actually I was listening to a podcast, uh, getting ready to go to sleep last night. And we're in the uh, plush, well-lit bedroom. And uh, all of a sudden, our uh, our down east protection systems. This is not an ad, however, but I will tell you, our down east protection systems uh, alarm goes off, and I mean it was loud. Sometimes it happens. Maybe the battery needs to be changed, or you know, someone's come in through a door that they're not supposed to. But uh, 9:45 last night that this happened, and uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Freaked out a little bit. Uh, puppy dog is freaking out so i go into the man cave and uh someone had broken into the house last night uh, while we were here someone had broken into the house and uh, came in through our uh, uh screened in back porch and then forced her way in through uh, the door that leads into my man cave however that's the bad news the good news is uh thank goodness thank goodness we had that alarm because evidently it scared them off. Uh, I mean, I went through the rest of the house uh, right after that. Well, we called 911. Uh, police responded just great. I mean, uh, got to give uh, the Kenson Police Department. Chief Goyette, if you're listening, and I know you do listen to the show, uh, your guys were out here immediately. I mean, it couldn't have been more than two or three minutes, and they were here. Uh, the alarm, I think, got them here, but we also, like I said, we called 911 also, and uh, before you know it, we had uh, two or three police cars sitting out here in front of our house with their lights on, and uh, they're going through our backyard and uh, investigating what happened. And uh, long story short, man, uh, guys, make sure you lock your doors. Uh, we realized that our it looked like our uh, screened-in back porch, that back door had, was unlocked, uh, and that that's on us. It was not good. And then uh, whoever it was, if it was one person, who knows how many people, uh, they uh, forced open uh, the back door that leads to our man cave. However, uh, like I said, free ad here for Down East Protection Systems. Uh, the alarm went off and uh, and scared them off. I'm hoping. I guess that's what happened. And, uh, man, man, I got to tell you, that's, a, that's kind of a freaky occurrence, man, when something like that happens and you realize, hey, Someone was in your home when you were here. Uh, I think I've had a, several people ask me questions. I've been messaging with Chris Humphrey this morning. I've been uh, messaging with other folks this morning. And I want to thank everybody that said nice things and wished we were and hoped we were okay. And we are. We're, we're good. It just, like I said, just kind of shakes you up a little bit. But uh, we've, uh, 
I kept all the lights on last night uh, in our backyard. We've got floodlights in the backyard, which I've not had on forever. Uh, and, and I got to tell you something, too, and I hope I'm not revealing too much, although it's going to be changed today or tomorrow. Man, I, I didn't have cameras. I, I wish I had a camera that uh, looked out the back door, but I can assure you this, there will be one up there today. Uh, so uh, just... Be safe, guys. Make sure you lock everything up. We were talking to the cops last night that uh, responded, and uh, one of them told me that they had already had several calls of car break-ins last night, too, right here. And I live in a good neighborhood, man. I mean, not that there's, you know, I guess there are good neighborhoods and bad neighborhoods and worse neighborhoods and whatever, but I like to think I live in a pretty doggone good neighborhood here on uh, on Whitehall Drive here in Kinston. Uh, but... Uh, Part of it was my car's not here right now. We wondered how much that may have played into it. My car's in the shop right now, so we only have uh, Linda's car here. And maybe someone was uh, who's check, who's watched the neighborhood saw that my car wasn't here and decided to break in. I don't know. We don't know what happened uh, other than someone uh, made their way into our house with us here. And uh, thank God, thank God. Like I said, uh, all of us are safe. I'm sitting here looking at Molly who's laying down here at my feet and, uh, Elvis, the cat, he's in here. Uh, stormy's outside patrolling the front yard right now. So, uh, uh, the thing I would just suggest is make sure you have everything locked up because part of this is probably on us since we didn't have, uh, the screened in back porch locked. I can, can freaking assure you it's locked now and uh, everything else is locked up but uh, just be safe be smart uh make sure you keep your car doors locked make sure you keep your uh, house doors locked and again uh the only thing i think that kept us from uh maybe even a home invasion or true home invasion last night was that our, our loud alarm that went off uh when uh, the door opened in the man cave so uh man <laughs> tom vermilion thank you i mean that whatever 30 bucks a month or whatever that we pay for our down east protection systems it really paid off last night i mean i've all i've been pleased with it anyway i've told you that when we do ads for them that uh one of the first things i in fact the very first thing i did when i moved into my house here was uh was got depths i got down east protection systems uh all my windows are protected my doors are protected and doggone i the thousands of dollars whatever we've paid for uh down East protection system since I got here, uh, it, it definitely paid off last night. So, uh, again, this is an unintentional ad, I guess, for, uh, <coughs> for down East protection systems, but thank you, Tom. Thank you all the folks over there. And, uh, man, like I said, I, the upgrade I can tell you now is I'm going to get the cameras because, uh, that's the one thing. It's the first thing the cops ask. It's the first thing Chris asked me this morning and other folks is, uh, what did the cameras show? And I'm like, eh, unfortunately i don't have cameras so that will change so mr criminal or criminals uh who want to break into our house you try it again you're going to be on camera and uh let's just say uh i don't know i don't need to be that guy but uh the home our home is protected let's just leave it at that and uh uh man just a freaky time man so uh, forgive me if i'm I'm a little shook up this morning. Uh, it was uh, kind of a, like I said, just kind of a scary night last night. Uh, I got I got to brag on my puppy dog, too, uh, when the alarm went off. Uh, Molly's over at the side of the bed just whining. Just I don't know if she saw anybody. She was in the room with us, so I doubt she did. But the alarm really got her attention, too. And, uh, man, again, 
Thank you, Chief Goyette. Thank you, uh, Kenson Police Department, for just being out here. Thank you to my good neighbors, man, uh, Kathy and Lee Holder, who are next-door neighbors. They were on top of it, too, uh, out checking their yards and stuff. And uh, just a uh, scary time last night. That's the only way I know to uh, say it. I will one more time just tell you, make sure you lock up everything. Uh, Again, part of this is on us. If that back door had been, uh, or the back screen door had been locked, who knows? They probably, I doubt they would have uh, come in the rest of the way, but we'll, uh, it's a freaky night, man. Freaky night. Uh, but I thank you to everybody. One more time. Thank you to everybody who, uh, commented on Facebook, who, uh, because we put it out there. We wanted people to know that, Hey, make sure you lock your stuff up because there's a good chance if you don't, that, uh, it's going to be broken into, but I uh, thank you to everybody who responded a bunch of listeners too. I know that did. And, uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you a lot. Again, appreciate Downey's Protection Systems. Appreciate the Kinston Police Department for uh, how fast that they uh, came into everything, too. So there you go. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's actually do a couple of ads here. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Lenore Community College. For 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses, either right here in Kenston, over in Snow Hill, or in Trenton. To find out how you can change your life today, uh, fall classes begin August the 21st. Guys, that's less than two weeks. That's two weeks from yesterday, but you can still register. Again, give them a call at 252-527-6223 and uh, visit lenorecc.edu and uh, get registered. I mean, this is your time to make changes in your life. You can absolutely do it, especially if you're going around breaking into people's houses uh, you don't have to do that. You know what? You can go to LCC and improve your life. <laughs> hey, we got to laugh about this somehow, right? Uh, but thank you, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show since uh, almost the minute that we launched uh, back in December of 2019. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Hey, uh, also thank you to uh, Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car service. In fact, my car is there right now. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot, Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you, and uh, I promise you he won't charge you more. In fact, he'll be excited that his ads are paying off here on uh, the Brian Hanks Show. And then uh, last but not least here, as we get the show started, thank you to Arundel Parrot Academy. They're the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in our region. They're located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Snow Hill, Greenville, Trenton, Newburn, Wilson, Goldsboro, Jacksonville. In fact, if you are listening to the Brian Hanks Show right now, over the air, uh, and not, not listen to it on our 960 The Bull app, which 
we would suggest you listen to us on it. You can listen to us worldwide on that. But if you're listening to us on 960 AM in your car or uh, in your uh, in your home, then you can send your child to Arendelle Parrot Academy. Uh, Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. They're just good guys there, man. Uh, give David Moody a call at uh, 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kinston. And I promise you, you will be, uh, you will be sending your child to the best private school in North Carolina, if you send them to a rental parent academy. Okay, let's get, uh, uh, before we get uh, uh, Rich on the line with us here, let's go through a couple things here. Uh, we blew through some of these things yesterday, so I want to kind of take my time here, take a couple extra minutes. Uh, Junius update, uh, more than $28,000 now raised from 288 awesome donors. Really do appreciate everything you've done for him. Uh, and I know I, I, I went through the list of uh, the 288 donors. So many Brian Hanks Show listeners. Uh, we really, really do appreciate uh, everybody who has uh, taken the time. And I, I, I mentioned this yesterday. I do not mind mentioning it again. But I had a chance to talk to Larry Williford, uh, the Farmville Central head uh, basketball coach, over the weekend. And he was asking about Junius. I gave him the update and everything. And Junius is doing better. He's uh, actually back in Fayetteville now, his hometown of Fayetteville. He's at a rehab facility there. Uh, getting better day by day. Uh, they've taken the feeding tube out. He passed the swallow test. So they are. Uh, he is doing much better, which is just outstanding news. But uh, Coach Williford was uh, telling me that he wants to when basketball season comes, so I guess it will be uh, the 1st of November when they play their opening game against Wilson Prep, they're going to hold a fundraiser for uh, Junius. They just appreciate him so much over at Farmville Central just for all the coverage and everything he's done for them through the years. And they're going to hold a fundraiser for him. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a 50-50 or how they're going to do it, but I uh, just uh, really do appreciate Coach Williford for that. And uh, I know Parrot Academy, uh, I've had a couple of people reach out to me from Parrot Academy that are thinking about uh, putting something together here in the next little bit. Uh, and it would just love to see it happen in all our schools at Kenston and North and North, South North, Bethel, Green Central, uh, Aiden Grifton, all these schools that, uh, that Junius has covered, uh, his family really in need of, uh, some, uh, financial help right now. And again, $28,000 raised. That's an amazing, amazing number, but, uh, he's also now still been out of work now for almost three months. And it's going to be a while. He's going to be in this rehab facility for a, for, a, for a while, and it's going to be a minute before he's going to be able to take care of himself. But uh, this is your opportunity again. Uh, you can go to my Facebook page. It's, up, it's linked at the top of my Facebook page. It's on my Twitter page. You just click on that. You can go to his GoFundMe, and uh, you can help out there. Or, like I said, thank you so much to these schools who are uh, going to be doing stuff for him as school is getting started here. Got to tell you, uh, and and hear what I'm saying. Listen, uh, Trey Scott, the guys over at News News Sports, they are doing a fantastic job. I've had a chance to, since I got back, to look at some of the stuff, and they are uh, doing a good job at News News Sports. Uh, but I, I miss Junius. I mean, uh, and I know they do too. I mean, I know Trey and uh, Junius are friends, and uh, just going to miss the NC moments, uh, which has been around, I guess, for four years now, or whatever. And uh, again. Uh, Trey's going to do a great job over there. I'll be reading their stuff. I've been retweeting their stuff. They're doing a, a, a bang up job over at, uh, news, news sports, but 
I'm going to really miss my friend and uh, one of the great journalists in Junius Smith III uh, and his coverage uh, coming up here in the fall of football and then volleyball and everything else that he did too. So, again, if you'd like to help, there are many ways to do it. Uh, but I can't wait for uh, uh, for these events that uh, these coaches are planning to uh, help raise money for Junius. Uh, high school football, 10 days away now. 10 days away. And uh, 960thebull960thebull.com. We will be uh, doing football games, I believe, 11 weeks, and then we'll be doing playoff games. And you know you want to be a part of it. Uh, Jason Bryant has just put together an amazing package. Uh, Jason, the sales executive to the Stars for 960 The Bull, not just 960 The Bull, but for uh, WRNS and uh, Bob 93.3 and all our other stations that are part of Dig Broadcasting here in Eastern North Carolina. But if you want to be a part of uh, Friday Night Football coverage, all you need to do is you get up with Jason. Uh, you can do it. There are several ways. You can give him a call at 252-639-7900, or you can visit wrns.com backslash advertise. You know what? Even better yet, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, uh, Chris Humphrey, you're listening, you're like, you know what? I want to be a part of uh, Friday Night Football coverage on 960 The Bull. Then uh, get in touch with me. I'll put you in touch with Jason. And uh, you will be a valuable part of our Friday night football coverage here on 960 Bull. And on top of that, too, Jason makes you a part of this show, too. Not only Friday night football coverage uh, and also basketball coverage. Uh, we'll be doing basketball games again this year with Harlan Neal and Barry Stallings. And uh, like I said, Jason will hook you up uh, and uh, you will be a part of our coverage. We'd love for you to be that for sure. Uh, hey, uh, how about the 2023 East Central 2A football coaches poll? It came out last week, and uh, Wallace Rose Hill was, uh, well, you can't really call them unanimous. Well, yes, they were. They were unanimous. First place, six votes. You can't vote for your own team. So the other six teams in the East Central 2A voted for uh, Wallace Rose Hill to finish first in the conference. James Keenan High School finishes second in the uh, coaches poll and then followed by defending 2A state champ East Duplin at third, Southwest Onslow fourth, and then uh, the the three Lenore County schools uh, finish out the uh, coaches' poll. Fifth was Kenston, sixth was South Lenore, seventh was North Lenore. So uh, Richard Clark, not a lot of uh, football expectations for our teams uh, here in Lenore County this year, but you know what? That just means you get a chance to upset everybody, right? <laughs> uh yes <laughs> <laughs> there you go boy you didn't know the first time we talked in three weeks i'd be hitting you with uh east central 2a football predictions did yeah you? That, that's uh you know not a, <laughs> not exactly our our wheelhouse <laughs> not yeah. exactly your area of expertise right well no but uh, i i don't know i better not say that out loud we're good yeah, there you go. Good luck, you go. good luck to those teams. Yeah. Good luck to all of them. Well, we play in the two, toughest 2A conference in the state of North Carolina. I'll tell you what, this is all you need to know, Rich. When the defending 2A state champion football team is picked to finish third in your league, yeah, and I know they graduated a lot of players from last year, but still, when the defending 2A state champ is picked third in your league, that kind of tells you how strong your league is, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Um, but how, how many state champions do they have now? 
uh, who East Duplin or our conference? No, our the, the entire state. Like at the end, how many are there? Oh, dude, they knocked it down to four this past year. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah. I see where you're going with that, but you're right. I mean, it used to be up. Yeah, until, there for a while, it seemed a little bit ridiculous. So, yeah, we had know. eight state. You're right. You're right. When they were subdividing it, you would have a a two A right. and a two double A and a three A, three double A, and all that. But yeah. There was only one state champion in uh, the 2A ranks last year, and it came from Beulahville. Well, and I, I think when you get down to 2A, 3, 2A and 1A, you're at some disadvantages and some uh, some advantages depending on where you're at because they have to mix these conferences for travel and all that kind of stuff. So you end up with these teams and these conferences that are very good. And on the one hand, like they come out of these 1 and 8 and they make the playoffs because all the other teams were 2A. Or vice versa, you know what I mean? No, you're uh, absolutely. It gets, it gets a little convoluted when you start getting down to these smaller schools. So I get it. Good lord! Uh, listen listen to Richard Clark spitting high school football knowledge here on the Brian Hanks show this morning. That's oh, you know, a, I keep track of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my dad's from Tarboro, so you know. <laughs> well, that's all you need. need I to say, say anything else about small town football in the East? Not at all, man. Tarboro, yeah. who? I got to tell you, dude, Tarboro won a school. I believe they won the state championship last year again for like the 12th or 13th time. Oh, really? I think they lost last year, yeah, but it, they was that was like a three-peat they were going for. They lost in Chapel Hill or Raleigh, wherever they played it, I oh, think. Well, I'm not mistaken. Well, still, year in, year out, a program. I I know they lost to Mount Airy because, you know, Daryl lives up there. My brother lives up in right, the back of the woods. right. I lost. They lost to them a couple of years ago. They, it doesn't matter. Anyway, we know year in, yeah. year out, Tarboro is going to be good. Another thing that uh, hurts these small schools, too, especially at the 1A level, and I got to tell you, your boy J.J. Smith has been banging this drum for, what, for eight or nine years oh, yeah. now. Yeah. About, and he's right, though. He's right that the NCHSAA, just the organization that they are, that, you know, will just pretty much let everybody in. Uh you know, all these charter schools and all these uh, prep schools and everything. <laughs> no, nah, hey, listen, yeah. let me no, tell you something. Me started on that. Oh, I know. Well, let me tell you something, dude. JJ has just done such a great job with that. And uh, let's say he's been the burr in the saddle <laughs> of uh, the right. NCHSAA for this for so long. Uh, he, he's not going to be winning any uh, coverage awards no. for a while because yeah. uh, because he's been the, like I said, guess you could say the burr in the saddle. He's been the. The bee in the hornet, or the bee in the hornet, the bee in the yeah. uh, hell, what in the bonnet? Yeah, the bee in the bonnet. He's been the the fly in the potato salad. Okay, come on, give me another one, man. I'm I'm on yeah. a roll. Oh, I'm on a roll it. here, man. I, I get it because that that setup is pretty bad. I mean, don't even get me started on charter schools and how I feel about that politically. But the the idea that you're gonna put these private schools in with these public schools is just completely insane well we're getting to the point there's so many charter schools that they what if i were part of the nchsaa and god knows they don't ask me to do that uh but uh if they did what i would tell them they just need to start a whole just charter school division you've got 4a 3a 2a 1a hell start a charter school division of uh the nchsaa and let them play each other and you know what they can play just like how you know, Tarboro will play uh, Aiden Grifton, you know, 1A versus 2A school. Hell, you could have in the, uh, you know, in the regular season, have charter schools play 1A schools, 2A schools, whatever. But for state championship purposes, have a charter school division, dude. Well, let, let me play devil's advocate then for a second on this because we're both on the same page. I, I do not agree with the way that's being handled. However, 
it's sort of like the opposite of the magnet schools when I was growing up. You know, you, we didn't have a chance against those schools. They were essentially recruiting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's kind of the same thing, but a little bit different. It's just called something different. Um, you know, and back when I was in Richmond, um, we now, had Richmond, a, we Virginia, had, not Richmond County, Richmond, North Carolina, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. They, they had a school. We had several schools um, that were, you know, like JHW. Well, that was actually three high schools. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson and Huguenot and George Whip all put together. You know, and how were we going to compete with that? We were all in the same level. Because the level was, you know, it's like being a heavyweight. You're a heavyweight at 201 and you're a heavyweight at 301. Um, so, you you know, it was kind of unfair. And charter schools is kind of the same deal. I mean, what's keeping these charter schools from recruiting? Wow. Dude. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what I admire. And I got to tell you, and I, yeah, they're a sponsor. I'm and not independent just... to keep it in North Carolina yeah. benefited from what we were just talking about for a long time. So. Well, you got to respect the private schools and the schools that don't recruit. And I mean, we got a school right here in town, Parrot Academy, that uh, has that has been their mantra for years. And when you talk to coaches in our county, uh, they do they admire that uh, Parrot Academy doesn't recruit because I mean, they they certainly could. Uh, but there's got to be you've got to have conscientious leaders, if, whether like you said, it's at a magnet school or a charter school or whatever. But it is ridiculous when you maybe not so much in football, although hell Charlotte Catholic and, uh, you know, those schools, I mean, those are private schools, but they play, at least they play up at the four, a level, but you don't see it as much in football, rich, but what JJ is banging the drum about is like the Olympic sports, the, uh, you know, the soccers yeah. and the, uh, yeah. uh, hell, even basketball. Of that nature. exactly dude. And even basketball, yeah. uh, where, I mean, you're. I mean, one A is Winston Salem Prep or Chatham or Chatham Charter or whatever. I mean, and it really makes it hard for the uh, the schools down in your well, neck of the woods to win. Well, and, and let's be realistic. Not trying to uh, just be offensive to anybody at these schools, but when you're at a one A school, if you have on a basketball team, let's say we'll keep it in where my wheelhouse is. Yeah, you got one kid that can play pretty well you're probably going to win your conference because, you know, it is what it is. You're only getting, what, a handful of kids to pick from anyway. So what are the, what are the chances that you got more than two kids on a team that can actually play? I mean, it's just small numbers when you start getting down there. Um, nothing against the kids. It's just the lack of numbers. You know, you go to the park and there's only 11 guys there. <laughs> Somebody's going to have some guys on the team that aren't very good. <laughs> You're right about that. Richard Clark, Carter County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, joining us as he does every Tuesday, except for when I'm on vacation. Uh, joins us <laughs> here on the show. Rich, before I, yeah, I want to talk NBA. I want to talk uh, just this rapidly changing college sports world that is just changing right in front of our eyes. But you know what? Before we talk about any of that, uh, a momentous occasion happened on July the 27th in the year, or on Thursday, July the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2023. We were in uh, Alaska, Linda and I were, but uh, in Eastern North Carolina is like the, the stars aligned. Uh, <laughs> the, the planets, I believe, they all lined up too. And my dear friend, one of my best friends on this planet, Richard Clark, I'll just let you take it from there, dude. 
Well, it, the, the funny thing about that whole, you know, you and I did not talk about that. We of did it. not. And so, and the funny thing was when you originally sent me the picture of the ring, your ring saying that, or her ring, I guess, saying that uh, you did a thing, that was literally the day I had ordered mine. <laughs> um, and we had not talked about any of this. And, you know, last I heard, you didn't want to get married again, and I've never been married. So it wasn't like this was something that was about to happen. I just kind of did organically. Well, dude, we did the whole thing. I don't, I doubt you had a chance to listen to yesterday's show, but I had Linda on it to uh, open yesterday's show, and we talked about how how I did, and we're not going to rehash that, folks. If you want to know, uh, go to SoundCloud.com or go to BrianHanks.com. You can listen to uh, Linda and I talk about that on uh, yesterday's show. But we don't know how you did it, man. Set it up. How did uh, How did you ask the beautiful and long suffering Gwen to uh, to, uh, to, <laughs> to to be your bride? I can't wait to hear it. Though. Great story. So, um, I did the the corny thing with the like when you were a kid with a note, you know, where you write, "Do you want to go steady?" <laughs> right? And I tied the ring to it, and, and I actually taped it. I put it up in the kitchen, right? Okay. Well, she she works from home, so you know, and she's pretty busy. Uh, she's pretty tied to a computer. She didn't see it all day. Oh my god! So, so you I put it up. So you put it up like first thing in the morning. Yeah, so I put so I came home. It's still there. <laughs> she still hadn't seen it. Oh my! Finally, God. I'm I'm going to get wings at this point, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to get wings. And I'm like, well, let me call her and tell her. So I called her and said, hey, you need to go into chick kitchen and check something before I get back. <laughs> well, it wasn't exactly you know, a romantic moment for everybody involved or anything like that. Oh, but it was very sweet, man. And, and you sent me the picture of that too. It, you had like a, do you want to go steady? But you, right. you marked out, Crossed go steady. Yeah. <laughs> long, so, uh, so she said yes though, right? She did. Yeah. She's, she's confused. So she said yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to read about a, a fictional account of this, uh, our good friend uh, John Dawson wrote a story. Now, here's been the confusion there, dude. I was out on a site yesterday uh, with the Lenore County Sheriff's Office as they were looking for that young autistic uh, man yesterday uh, up in LaGrange. And I had several people come up to me. You're not going to like this part here, Rich. Uh, they just pretty much, some of them had just read the headline. They didn't read the story. And they thought mm -hmm. you and I were getting married. Of course they did. Of course they did. And I was like, uh, I did. I had a couple people say, uh, I read that you're marrying a guy named Richard Clark. And I'm like, no, no, no. You got to read the whole damn article. Okay. You don't just read. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I, I look, I'm secure enough in who I am. I ain't worried about it, but I had, you know. Y'all know I am too, dude. I mean, it is what it is. Well, I got to tell you, dude, I'll just throw it. If I got to marry a guy, I guess I'd rather it be you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're hanging up now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, uh, if you want to read about it, uh, go to bucklesberry.com. John Dawson's got a funny column up there. He said, we talked about this a little bit last night. They were over last night to do some of our pre-recording, so folks will be able to hear it during the birthday game over the next few days, talking about uh, uh, about you getting engaged and all that. Uh, but uh, just go to bucklesberry.com. It's a funny article. And he yeah. said, as you probably know, Rich, I mean, just get ready. He said he's still got another six or seven columns worth. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that we, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I, to be fair, John owes me because I've been saying that his wife has got Patty Hearst syndrome for probably 15 years. So 15? Uh, Dude, they've been married 25 years. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, I know, but I've, I've been saying that for 15 years. Oh, yeah, 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 We've yeah. known John. So, oh, I see what you're uh, saying, yeah. I'm sure he's got plenty of ammo he wants to bring out. Oh, that, and that poor girl, man. I mean, you want to talk – Dude. I like, dude, your fiance, gorgeous, man. Gwen is just beautiful, dude. My Linda is his long suffering wife is man. I guess we're just, we should three of us that have really out kicked our coverage and hell, even, <laughs> even Jonathan with summer. I mean, we've all out kicked our coverage, haven't we? Well, I think what it amounts to is never underestimate, um, the female's generosity <laughs> toward helpless creatures. <laughs> That's a very good way to put it. I like it. Okay. Uh, so well, I got to ask you this. We're, we're sort of, uh, we've kind of got a date in mind. We're not married to it, but we've kind of got a date in mind. Have you guys got that set yet? We do not. Um, there's some long story short, you know, as I've mentioned on this show before, she's half Okinawa and she was born and raised over there. Yeah. So um, she's got to go home to get some of that straightened out because it will cause us some immigration problems. Okay. Uh, on her end. So once she gets that straightened out, and again, you know, she was supposed to go over there, but, you know, they just had a typhoon. So things are kind of beat up over there. And then uh, right in the middle of that, uh, COVID has kind of come back over there. So um, her mother told her to hang on. So it's it going to be a little bit for us, it appears. Okay. Well, uh, and, well, you know, I don't. it doesn't bother me one bit. Oh, I know, I know. Hey, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, like I like to say about you and I, we're men of a certain generation. And dude, and I gotta ask you. Talk about putting all your business out there, man. But uh, have you? I know you've never been married before, but have you ever been engaged before? No. Wow. No, I've never asked anybody. Dude, true. You want to know the truth? Yeah, I absolutely. Yes. I've never had anything last longer than two years. Wow. Yeah, usually I get, you know, they get rid of me at some point. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. So. Well, dude, I, I am so time proud is different of you. Now. That, that's one of the, you know, beauty of some of it is time is different now. Well, I, you know? I, I love it, and I, I can't wait, man. Are y'all going to do a – what are you going to do? You is she, is she Has she been married before? Yes, she has. Okay. Uh, are you guys doing a big wedding? Are you doing no, the justice of the not. peace? Are you doing yeah, just a little we'll small ceremony? Do that one. Okay. I mean, truth be told, we do something completely. You know, her mother's probably not going to be able to come over anyway. She's in her 80s. That's a 26-hour flight. Um, so we may end up having to do two at some point anyhow. Yeah. You know, one over there. Um, I would. We'd probably do it. Extremely low key, but you know my mom. You know my mom, so I don't know that that's. <laughs> oh my be. god, I can't believe I didn't ask that first thing, Rich. What was mom's well, reaction to this? Oh, she was happy because they really like Gwen. Um, but when I told her that I really didn't intend on doing much, the first thing she said was got mad and <laughs> all that because she didn't get to see me graduate college because I didn't walk or anything. I just wanted my degree. Yeah. So you know she's already banging that drum. So I'm like, eh. So now I've got to put it off for a while until she forgets about it so we can go on about our business. <laughs> hey, what, what, what did Pop say? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, I'm sure he's probably like, well, figures about that. Wow. So, 
Well, I just, uh, dude, I, what can I say, man? Just very, very proud of you and happy for you. And I feel bad for Gwen, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> As most people do. <laughs> the, the, the gist of most of it is, does she know that she's going to have to watch NBA and football for the rest of her life? Well, that, that, at least that's the beauty same. of it. She doesn't watch any of it. <laughs> But see, that's the beauty of it. You guys have been together for a minute, so I mean, it's not like that would be breaking yeah. news to her, you know? No, no, no. She, we. The interesting thing is, we figured out how to make some of that work. And again, not to say too much, but we were both single for a very long time. Yeah. Um, you know, living in our own places with everything uh, the way we wanted it, and so forth. So we had real concerns when we moved in together, and we did it out of the, because of the pandemic, because we didn't know where that was going to end up. Yeah. And we didn't want to get stuck. Um, and ironically, it actually worked pretty well, surprisingly. So, because uh, I, I wouldn't have guessed that myself. We were both pretty stuck in how we wanted things and things of that nature. You know how you get when you live too long by yourself. I mean, I had a coffee maker in the bathroom, which apparently is not kosher to any female. But who knew? Wow. Well, dude, congratulations. And uh, it just, uh, again, it's just so ironic as long as we've known each other and we end up doing it on the same day. It's now, of course, day, the different yeah. time zones and different time zones, but uh, we do it on the same day and that's awesome. Okay. Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, Carolina Coast Online.com, our NBA and hoops expert. And I don't know, I think I'd like to start with uh, just. Dude, all the changes in college sports, man. And, and of course, obviously, it's going to affect college basketball. Uh, dude, just the destruction. I, I would almost call it the self-destruction of the Pac-12, whatever you want to call it, the Pac-10. Isn't Pac that crazy? I wanted your impression of it. I talked a little bit about it on yesterday's show. But, uh, dude, I, Mark Panicelli and I uh, talked about it a little bit. I wanted to kind of delve into it a little bit more than what he and I did since we talked about it at the end of his visit yesterday. Rich, what in the world, man? I leave. <laughs> when I left, the Pac-12 had still had like nine teams, ten teams. I don't even remember what it was. More than that, I think they almost had all 12 teams in it. I get back, and they're down to four teams, dude. Yeah, just right at that. I mean, you know, NCAA at this point, in my opinion, would be wise to break football off into its own thing and let them do whatever they wanted. Because it's going to, like you were just saying, it's going to filter down to the other sports. And that's going to be a problem when you get down to the sports that aren't money-making institutions. Because as we know, the only sports that make money are really college football, male college basketball, and there's a few female programs, college basketball, that make money. All the rest of them lose money, period. So everything is driven by college football. So, but what's going to end up happening, and, and they predicted it a while back. Somebody did. I remember reading 10 years ago with these super conferences. I mean, at this point, if it was just the SEC and the Big Ten and maybe one other, would you be, would that hurt your college football viewing experience at all? Wow, that's a good I'm, question. I mean, I'm asking the question. Yeah. Not for me, it wouldn't. Look, if tomorrow you said, okay, we're going to put Clemson and I don't know, whoever else is, good in the sec florida State. and we'll just call it a day man they're not good anymore yeah you know they're not good anymore well they had it. one good year i mean they'd been down for several years and i know i know yeah. but and had a pretty a fairly good year last year and uh and they're feel i think they're feeling their oats i mean i think that's part of this too is 
they don't like splitting football money with Boston College, you know, or I don't know. Give me another example. Uh, right. I get it. Uh, Wake, Far- it, well, Wake Forest was good last year. Duke. Let's yeah, say Wake Duke. Forest is probably yeah. the best team in the thing, though. Yeah. How crazy is yeah. that? The school, so, was, know, the school with 3,000 people in it. Well, the point the point is is that I don't know that it would matter if we just went on and had the three big conferences in football and got rid of all the rest, or not got rid of them, just let them do their own thing. Because I really do enjoy the playoffs for the uh, FBS is what they call it now. It changes every so often, so I kind of forget. But, you know, when North Dakota State and all of them are, so that playoffs is a pretty good setup. I like that. Um, but you're not going to be able to get that in major college football. They're just not going to go for it. So let's just get on with it and pretend it's NFL light and go with what we got because that's what it is at this point. It really is, man. And with uh, NIL and with everything else going on, man, I mean, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm not sure I didn't like college sports, and I, we'll say college football, but college sports, when we knew they were getting paid under the table, they were just getting away with it. Now that it's out there, I, there there's no sense of mystery anymore, Rich. Well, yeah, I guess. You know, I, I've never subscribed to the theory of, of the amateur sport thing. That's all been bogus. And anybody that stands there and acts like they oh, it was Lord. amateur sports is being completely naive or completely well, I won't say that out loud on air, but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'll go back to watch watch the SMU thing documentary on ESPN that they did, the 30 for 30. This is 1976 or something, and they were given uh, Eric Dickerson a Trans Am. I mean, come on. Oh, you listen, know. I told you that. I tell you what, I put a pin in that just for a second because uh, we had someone message me here. Uh, some person, do you know a name? Jonathan Massey, do you know him? But uh, <laughs> he sent me a message. You know where this is going. I need to know what dirt Rich has on Gwen that made her agree to marriage. <laughs> I think I think it's just like Mount. It's like Munchausen. I've been putting something in her food for for two but years. You, I was about to say, but you've been gradually doing it. It's not something you yeah, did just gradually. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, just get ready, man. You know you're going to hear that for the for the immediate future, dude. Hey, but, look, uh, I'll be at the side. She's a far better person than I am, so yeah, I get it. It's so funny. You and I have talked about it, and I've said the same thing about Linda, man. I mean, you and I, we have questionable uh, – I was about to say questionable morals. We've got – I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did people like you and I end up with just – because Gwen is, man. She is a true sweetheart, and Linda is too, just – I've often said my ticket to heaven is Linda. Okay, when that's right. You know, when I go and I'm in front of the pearly gates, and uh, I'm just going to say two words, and we say Linda Whittington, and they're going to go, "Oh, come on in, come on in." You know, the 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 generosity of the female spirit and (laughs) their never wavering attempt to try to fix broken stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's probably a good way to put it, dude. I like it. Yeah. Okay, okay, that was from Jonathan, and I I told him I would. He like I said he just sent me that. Let's jump back to uh, what we were talking about about college athletics. the The thing that I get, dude, that uh, you know, and I I guess maybe I was naive when we were in our twenties, or maybe my teens and early twenties. But dude, once I started covering college basketball, and I'm not going to say the player's name, but anybody who knows. Uh, Carolina basketball, it's not going to take them too hard to realize who I'm talking about, but it was a player from Gastonia who I'd covered in high school. 
And mm-hmm. he got up to Carolina, and I was doing his, a story about him on his first uh, college basketball game for the Tar Heels. So this is back in – well, and don't even let, – let's not iron it yeah, out for everybody. No point. But yeah. long story short – this kid had been poor his entire time, dude, that he was at uh, when he was in high school. In fact, big guy, a uh, 6'11 guy, and, and nothing was funnier, dude, than watching him when he was in high school. Uh, his uh, grandpa had bought him a uh, like a little Honda Civic, okay? Uh, and I don't even know if it was a Civic. It was like the smallest Honda that they made. And nothing was funnier than watching him like almost accordion-like, you know, put himself into that car and then, you know, climb out of that car. So, uh you know, I we decide. You know, like I said, I covered him when he was in high school. Uh, I told him I'd take him out to lunch. You know, we'd uh, do an interview and everything. Then got it. You know, approved through the Carolina folks. So meet him at a restaurant. I'm standing out in the parking lot. Dude drives up in a in a Lincoln Navigator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's and it's always like that. And and look, I went. You know, I went to a bunch of basketball camps. Oh yeah. Um, I went to Carolina's camp, and I've mentioned it on this show before. And during that time frame, there were guys. Uh, J.R. Reed was actually on my team at camp, but him and some a couple of other guys were playing with the team, you know, off camp hours. Well, that's legal. Yeah. Period. It is. It is. And and they were doing it out in the open. So you know, anybody that wants to get here and start talking about oh amateurism, come on, man. Wait a minute. Who yeah, was the, who was the head coach of Carolina at that time? I'm not sure. Yeah, it had to be. Well, I can tell you, Dean was a head coach when this was going on with me. Yeah, he was. He was the head coach then. That's what I'm saying, dude. Dean was a head coach, and everybody wants to talk about, oh, you know, he ran such a clean program, dude. Let but let me say this, and you said it earlier, and I'm just amplifying your point, Rich. Everybody's listen. I'm the biggest Virginia fan, you know, University of Virginia basketball fan, and everybody wants to talk about Tony Bennett, and he's a man of God, and he's this, and he's that, which he is, and I'm not denigrating that part. But let me tell you something. Virginia is just as dirty as a program as mm-hmm. Kentucky or 100%. Louisville or I don't know name a program that's Memphis University of Memphis, uh, dude. There is not. There's no such thing as a. You know, I, I look back at that movie Blue Chips, and I know you. I, I'm assuming you were a fan of Blue Chips, right? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. You know, we all want to. You know, think that. Uh, you know, oh, our program is clean and there's no illegal stuff going on. Come on, man. Hey, Greg Clemens, you're listening right now. Duke, our Duke. Uh, state is just as dirty as anybody, Oof. man. Yeah, exactly, dude. State probably more dirty than the, the yeah. last program. Yeah. They, but they anyway, have their moments, put it that way. But everybody is, dude. I mean, I get my point yes. being. Yes. And yeah. that's why it doesn't bother me now. Yeah. Okay. Good. It, good. You know. Yeah. That's why it doesn't bother me now. I mean, any like like we'll just pick today's big ones. I mean, Alabama and Georgia at this point are running. Good God. You know, do you really believe that they're just running this clean? Everybody wants to go. You know, you were talking about a kid at Carolina. I I know a kid from Duke that was around my time frame. Same situation. You know, when he was he didn't even have a car. Was living with his grandmother when they went to school. He had a 380 ZX. Well, that just doesn't manifest itself because you wanted it to. So, you know. Well, and that was Shushevsky. That was not Bob Foster or whoever was there first. Yeah, Bill Foster. But uh, no, 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 you were close. But uh, just to go back to my story and just to put a tie a bow on it. So I asked him, uh, (laughs) I'm like, dude, where did this come from? 
he winks at me and goes, it's my girlfriend's car. <laughs> See, or my grandmother's yep. or yep. whatever the case may be. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's okay. It is what it is. It's just in the open now. So they don't have to be as, as dirty about it. You know what I mean? I know. Uh, I know. They do need some rules. And here's what I'm, here's what I have. I think needs to happen. This would be me. If I was the, the sports star, as our guy says all the time, what I would do is I would tie it to how long they're there and almost set it up like a salary cap. You got X amount of dollars wow. for the team. Okay. And, and then say, okay, we're going to give you this money to come here, but you have to stay here two or three years to get this money and you have to sign and it has to be done. This is the deal. Um, I think that's how you preserve college sports. I think that's how you, cause there, look, there's a lot of guys like Baycott and some of them, they're not going to the NBA, whether anybody said different on their message board or whatever, they're not. So they're going to stay in college and get their money. And ultimately as this will work itself out, that will help college sports. You get these seniors that are good college students that want to be there that are the leaders of your program that will return it to what all these older people keep claiming they're yearning for. That's missing from the game today. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it'll work itself out. We just got to give it an opportunity. They've only been doing this. What? Two, three years now. God, has it been you that know, long? I guess it is. Yeah. I, maybe. Yeah. Maybe two years. So, you know, I think we're prematurely jumping the gun on this thing. It will work itself out, and there'll be advantages to it. Now, the portal, again, they're going to have to do something about that, too. However, I'm extremely, you know my feelings on that. Oh, yeah. If you're going to let these coaches bounce around, you can't, you got to let the athletes do the same. So, you figure that out. But a, a coach taking a job after recruiting a kid because – He's going to the institution, not the coach. Get out of here. Get out of here. Now, if you want to believe that. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but I but then you hit an extreme and it, dude, I can use a kid, an example from right here in our own backyard, Amaji Dodd from uh Green Central High School, uh probably behind uh, Blue Edwards, the second best player ever, basketball player ever to play at uh Green Central High School. Amaji Dodd. Best Graduate. player ever to play at ECU. Blue Edwards. Oh, dude, I would agree with that too, man. I would absolutely agree with that. But my point is, uh, so he starts out at, uh, God, where did he start at? UNC Wilmington. Okay. Spends a year there. Then transfer with the open transfer stuff. Then transfers to, uh, oh, God, uh, uh, Coastal Carolina. Is it the one that's in uh, next to Myrtle Beach? Isn't it Coastal? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, doesn't like it there. Now he's transferred to Winston-Salem State. So in three years, dude, he's gone from UNC Wilmington to Coastal Carolina to Winston-Salem State, dude. I mean, well, and, hey, yeah, and more see, power to him. I want him to do well. And, you know, he's a kid from our neck of the woods. But goodness gracious, man, there should be something to regulate. I, I, I give you the one. You know, I mean, you could, the open transfer, you're able to transfer once. But, dude, there are kids. Remember uh, Noah uh, Farrakhan that played uh, for ECU that one year, uh, his freshman year. He's transferred up to a school in Michigan, and last thing I heard, he's now at Cleveland State. So he's going well, to three schools in three years, dude. Yeah, but again, I think we're jumping the gun. I think it's going to work itself out. The talk, you know how – the, the industry or the circles talk and as we're finding out already 
the kids that are doing all this transfer, are they successful? Mm, that's a good question. No. So no, they're not. So what we're going, what it, it will work. The market will work itself out. At some point soon, the kid that's in junior high is going to hear the story about his older brother or his older look, the guy he looked up to when he was in junior high and he was a high school senior of transferring to 27 schools and not being successful and missing his opportunity. Wow. He's going to see those stories and it will work itself out. I truly believe that because this is not new either. You know, these kids, we remember we went through this with when they said they could go to pro out of high school. Well, that worked itself out. Yeah. Yeah. They put that year in there, but really it worked itself out prior to that. Everybody knew, nah, you better not do that unless you're ready to rock and roll. Um, and I think this is the same way. I no, None of these kids that have transferred more than twice have been successful. And the reality of that particular issue is it goes back to high schools. Look at that. Look at all those. Those same kids are the same ones that are typically bouncing high school to high school. Well, you helped out with the Holiday Invitational so many years. You remember, and I can't, and I hate that I can't think of it off the top of my head, but we had a kid <coughs> that played one. Now, we had several kids. We probably had four or five kids that uh, played for two different schools that played in the John Waller and the Holiday Invitational. Dude, we actually had one kid that played for three schools. He, as a See? sophomore, played for Word of God. As a junior, played for... Uh, somebody and played in the holiday. And then as a senior played for another school. So he played for three different schools well, in the holiday invitational, dude. Let me ask you this. How many schools did Chris Washburn play for? And what year was that? Dude, I don't know, but it'd be back in the late eighties, early nineties. This is, this is not new. Yeah. This is not new stuff. We just didn't have a, a website that or that said, Hey, this is how many transfer portals we got. And then ESPN and everybody going, Oh, there were 12,000 transfers. Oh my God. Yeah. We just didn't have that. I mean, it's the same stuff, man. And it will work itself out. It will. These coaches right now, the, the trend is, well, I can go get a guy that's already established. Well, when that plays itself out and that doesn't lead to success by which Ironically, it's not happened yet because it's actually worked to their advantage. Um, but if that happens, they, they'll quit doing it too. And that's what's got to happen is that coaches have to – see, the coaches being able to leave whenever they want it has led to this because now they think they can go in, spend two years at a place, win a bunch of games, and move on to the bigger job. Yeah. Well, how do you get to that fastest? You get guys in transfer portal. See? One thing leads to the next. And we want to blame the kids and the kids, the people getting the money, but it's not. It's the administrators and the coaches and all the people that are feeding off this thing. No, dude, you're spot on. That voice you're listening to, Richard Clark, he's the uh, news editor of the uh, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, as we're approaching the end of our first of our first hour. Can you go a couple minutes to the second hour, dude? Oh, sure. We're good to go. Okay, good, good, good. I just wanted to make sure. I, I do need to ask uh, – <laughs> Goodness gracious, dude. Uh, the news with the Pac-12 breaking up, uh, that the ACC was looking at a couple of those schools, Stanford being one of them. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, to join the ACC. Wasn't it Cal? Wasn't it Cal? Maybe it was. But I know Stanford Berkeley. for sure. I know Stanford for sure is one of them. Can you imagine an Atlantic Berkeley. Coast Conference? Okay, it's bad enough that the Pac-12 has four teams and the Big Ten has 18 and the Big 12 has 16 or whatever, which 
renders all those names just stupidly ridiculous. But to me, the Atlantic Coast Conference, it was already bad enough that Notre Dame plays basketball in it and that, you know, I don't know, all these other schools, Louisville's in it. And it's uh, Kentucky's not on the Atlantic Coast. But can you imagine well, having Stanford in the ACC? I'll give you the devil's advocate view on this. Okay. I actually, I actually think that if in the landscape of what it is today, I don't necessarily have a problem with it because what you're positioning yourself as, look at what you've already got, and you just mentioned Notre Dame. So you're positioning yourself with Virginia, Duke, maybe Chapel Hill. I know the Chapel Hill people get mad at me. <laughs> but but you're now you're positioning yourself as the, I don't know, the academic of the athletic world. You know, where, hey, kid, you want to be smart and actually get a job when you get out of school and you're not going to make the NFL? Come on over here. Is that a bad place to be? I, I'm not sure it is. No. So, I, I, look, and as we know, Stanford and Notre Dame have real Virginia as well, although I don't think they're quite as stringent. Um, they, you have to get a certain grade point average to be an athlete, period. Yeah. So Alabama and all the other ones don't. As long as you can get in, you know, get out and get a piece of paper from high school, they'll take you. I'm not even sure you need that, to be honest. <laughs> But at Stanford and them, you, even though you don't necessarily need what the regular student body is, you still have to have a certain GPA and, and, and a resume to get into the program. So I'm not sure positioning yourself with Duke already there, Virginia kind of there, and Notre Dame and Stanford. I don't know if that's a bad thing. And if you're talking about adding Kyle Berkeley, now you're really doing something. No, you're, you know you're what right. I mean? no, 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 no. You're absolutely right about that. Okay. Uh, we got you for a couple more minutes here. That's Richard Clark, Carteret County news times, Carolina coast online.com. Uh, dude, uh, NBA. I mean, I know we are right now in the, uh, real I, dead time. <laughs> it's gotta be real dead time. How does Richard Clark, uh, I know football season's coming and that kind of helps you out a little bit there. And no, but, these uh, are the, this is really the dark days. <laughs> that's where I was I, going. I had man. two boxing matches, got boxing matches last week that kind of, Gave me a little bit of something, but honestly, I've been watching Canadian football. Yeah, wait, I've been watching Canadian wait, football. What? That's what I said. Yeah, oh, yeah. They come on Friday, Friday nights, and Saturday nights, and Sunday nights. Sometimes on Friday, depending. Yeah, Rich. Ottawa, Saskatchewan. Oh yeah, you got to find something. I watch women's. I've actually watched a lot of the women's World Cup, which is unusual for me as well. Dude, that is crazy, man. That is absolutely crazy. Um, the, the Women's World Cup, man, I'll I tell you one thing. So, I don't, well, we'll talk on that later. No, 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 no. Let's hit it. I mean, we've only got a couple minutes left here, but again, with nothing happening, other than I did just want your view on uh, Anthony Davis getting the uh, max, a three-year max. Yeah, they didn't have a choice. And then okay. in the NBA, the way it works is you sign the guy, then you worry about trading him or whatever you want to do. It's just kind of what it is. They didn't have any – you have to do that move. You can't let him leave. Well, I was going to ask you, uh, what, it's through the, what, 2028 season maybe? or Yeah, yeah. Will he be playing yeah, for the yeah. L.A. Lakers in 2028 is my question. My first initial reaction would be no. Okay. But we'll see how that plays out. I think a lot of that would depend on what LeBron does. Dude, there's no – I'm calling it now. Here on Tuesday, August the 8th in the year of the Lord 2023, dude. There can't be any way LeBron will still be in the league in 2028, right? Right? 
Yeah, I would agree. But well, how much longer he stays? Well, whether it's two years or three years, because you got to figure he's got at least two more years, right? Can we agree on that? Mm-hmm. I mean, the way he played last year, he's still better than most of them. So that, let's say two years. Well, if he stays that, now we're into 2026, 2025. And then he retires. There's three years left on Anthony Davis's deal. So now it becomes close to an expiring to trade. So I think it was the right move. Dude, it is And I cra- don't think he'll be there, but LeBron yeah. will be there. But who knows? Dude, it is just crazy to me. 82-game schedule. And I know uh, our guy that we listen to, Bill Simmons, has been lobbying to – Get that knocked down to about 70 or 72 games, which will never happen, by the way. Uh, all the no. other stuff he's predicted is happening. But anyway, dude, 82-game regular season schedule, and now guys are getting paid uh, in excess of 60 to $62 million a season. We are quickly, quickly approaching the $1 million a game. Not $1 million a season, $1 million a game that these guys are getting. And I know you're a huge fan, and – I, and I am, I am too, not as big as you, but I'm a pretty big fan. I just, dude, I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. And it, listen, Brandon will be one of those guys, the way he keeps improving and playing better. Dude, it's not too far down the road. I'm saying a year or two that we're going to have guys making a million dollars a game, Richard Clark. What did, what did Messi just get? Oh, God. I don't even know. Yeah. I, I saw the what did, what did Mbappe get? So I just think it's in line with everybody else. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's anything different than what these other ones are getting. I think it's right there. I mean, Mbappe's thing was, what, 350 or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's looking at probably getting a billion dollars when you factor in the transfer fee Say it for one year. One year. They only play 30 games. So, you know, if he does it, I just think it's in line with what it is. And, and it's, it's entertainment. So at this point, we've become, you know, what are we giving? What did the girl get for Barbie? Oh, I know. You know uh, what I mean? Margot Robbie. Uh, which, right. What did she get for that? Hey, give her, so, all, yeah, give her we, all the money, okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think when you, well, yeah. yeah. I think when you get into into these areas, you kind of forget, you know, what it is. And what's Taylor Swift pulling down? right now with with her concert selling out. Well, heck, what did they you know say? I mean? She gave uh, millions she of gave dollars. She gave 200 grand to her each truck driver. God. You know what, though? Good for her for that, dude. Listen. Yeah, great for her. Yeah. Great for her. Makes but, me I want mean, to be a truck driver is, for <laughs> The point is, you know, it, it is what it is. And again, I always go back to, if you're paying Jalen Brown $60 million, what are you making? Jesus Christ. Jalen Brown, who's barely a top 20 player in the NBA, in my opinion. And I'm a Celtics yeah, fan you, saying that. Would you give it to him? I, I think you got to. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. See, here's the thing. We're seeing it right now with, um, oh, God, Burrow. Joe yeah. Burrow in the NFL. Okay. So people are acting like, oh, I don't know. Well, should they do it? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, is the price for a quarterback going to be more or less in six months? Oh, it's going to be more. I mean, dude. Exactly. Like, you've exactly. never seen salaries go down, have you? Exactly my point. So. You kind of some of these guys just happen to be in a leverage position that you you got to do what you got to do, or you could play hardball and say I don't want to do it, but then your team is terrible and their fans are wearing bags on their head and they're calling you the worst owner in sports. And then you're the so, uh, Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> right? Richard right. Clark, 
Carteret County Yankees. News Times, Carolina Coast Online.com. Uh, newly engaged uh, <laughs> partner to uh, the, the beautiful Gwen, dude. Congratulations on all that, dude. And uh, hey, we'll talk to you next week, okay? Hey, thanks for having me. There you go. Uh, that's Richard Clark. We've uh, gone a few minutes over into our second hour, but coming up here in just a few moments, we're going to have uh, Scott Scooter Rogers on from the Little League Softball World Series from ECU Baseball. Very excited to be talking to him. Again, thank you so much for listening to the first hour of today's show. Uh, we'll be back here uh, in just a moment with uh, the second hour. Uh, well, actually the second 53 minutes of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.